All right, welcome to Lowly Shepherd Podcast. Welcome to 2022, and uh, I'm excited to get started again. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks off as I, I took time off for for the Christmas break to go go visit my family in South Carolina, and so I'm happy to be back uh, with all you guys. And uh, I hope you guys had a good Christmas break and uh, uh, had good good fellowship with with friends and family uh, during this Christmas holiday season. And uh, as we get started into 2022, I've got, um, I'll talk a little bit here at the end and uh, we'll spend more time talking about it in the weeks to come, but uh, really wanting to go in a new direction uh, with this podcast. Uh, to this point, I've really just kind of almost sort of vanity things and just sort of talked about random assortment of things that I had somewhat interest in. Um, and really, I wanted to, as, as a part of doing this, um, make it more meaningful uh, as far as the podcast goes in... Uh, making something useful that people, pastors, laypersons, you know, Sunday school teachers, uh, Bible students could could utilize and actually use, uh, and would appreciate the content that we're putting out. And so, um, I've been talking with, of course, I've had Travis Welch, who's our our director of missions here at our association, um, is interested in doing this with me, and, and we're going to be doing a, a series uh, on uh, just basically doing some Bible study, some in-depth Bible study, going verse by verse. Um, through through different books of the Bible, um, interacting with uh, trying to break down some of the, the latest and, and most up-to-date scholarship on different passages and text-critical issues and things like that, but breaking it down, hopefully, so that you can understand it um, and, and make it accessible for, for um, particularly bivocational pastors or, or um, Sunday school teachers, things like that, that don't have time to do all the study and the research into it, uh, and really just hoping to make this a resource and a tool uh, for, for you guys to be able to use um, and, and helping you understand uh, the particular issues or, or critical issues in a text and then also some application and some key themes, word studies, uh, things like that, but, but still trying to break it all down for you in you know, 30 to 40 minute segments that, that's something you would have time to listen to that would hopefully aid you in your uh, sermon preparation or Bible study preparation or Sunday school class preparation. And so uh, that's the direction that we're going to be going in, um, in in this coming year uh, at the Lowly Shepherd podcast. And um, hopefully you'll be excited about that. Um, unless that changes right now, God's leading me to, to do the book of Ephesians. And so we'll be starting in the book of Ephesians probably at the end of this month. Uh, starting next week, I'm actually going to take a few weeks and talk about how to study your Bible effectively um, in you know studying things like context and genre and different things like that and how to properly utilize the tools that might be easily available to you through the internet or through your your local christian bookstore and so uh we'll we'll talk about some of those things in the in the coming weeks and then at the end of the month we'll we'll get started with a good introduction into uh the book of ephesians so but today uh just getting started off on on the new year um i wanted to do something that's kind of fun and uh you know we always do New Year's resolutions. And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of give my list of resolutions or at least things I would like to see from the American church, the church as a whole, uh, in the year 2022. And so I just want to take a few minutes and kind of talk about some of those things. So this is my list. I have eight of them. This is my list uh, for uh, my resolutions, my hopes that I hope to see for the, the church in America in this coming year. And so, number one, I hope to see the church pursue relationship with God above all else. Pursue relationship with God above all else. 
And I know that seems like a no-brainer. It should seem like a no-brainer to most Christians, but we are so easily sidetracked. And I know even as a pastor, uh, it's so easy for me to get hung up on uh, side issues. And, uh, and even, you know, even though I'm preparing sermons and I'm in the Word of God uh, you know, daily, studying and getting prepared to, to do messages and sermons and Bible studies and things like that, it's so easy for me to neglect my personal study and my personal uh, prayer time and my personal relationship with God. Uh, and that has to be essential. That has to be every member of the church has to focus on that first and foremost. Uh, that has to be the goal uh, as we get started uh, in this new year. And uh, everything else proceeds from that. And so first and foremost, we want to pursue a relationship with God above all else, above all other things, above all other aspirations. Um, we need to focus on our own personal relationship. Um, that ties into number two. Uh, I want to see the church pursuing spiritual disciplines more. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole list of spiritual disciplines, but I mean, um, the most prevalent upon, among them being prayer. Uh, I would love to see the church in America, and I know there are, there are you know there are prayer warriors in every church. There are those that are just you know, you know you can call upon them, and then the power of the Spirit is moving through them in their prayers. And uh, you know every church has some of those, and there are churches that that are well known and renowned for their prayer. But I would say as a whole, um, the churches in America are not known for their prayers, and so I would like to see us both individually as church members praying more. I would like to see pastors, you know, I mean, even as a pastor, people think, oh, well, the pastor's the most spiritual person. Well, like I said, it's so easy for us to get caught up in all these peripheral things that don't matter and get caught up in the busyness of the schedule, the things that we're doing and, and forget and they are neglect uh, or not spend enough time in actual devoted prayer, which is what one of the main things that we're called to do. Uh, and prayer and intercessory prayer for the church. And so I would like to see that on a personal level, but I would also see it, I'd like to see it more in the churches. Um, actual dedicated, devoted, during the morning worship time, I would like to see dedicated, devoted congregational worship, um, you know, being being pushed to the forefront, not just as an afterthought or not, not as an annoyance, but as a, a celebrated welcome thing within the church. And then, you know, not just prayer, but other disciplines. I mean, uh, you know, as a Southern Baptist, um, we're, we're well known for our potluck dinner. So the spiritual discipline of fasting is not something that we really ever touch upon. Uh, and I'll be honest, it's not something that I've ever really um, explored or, or done any study on. But I, honestly, I've been kind of convicted about that. And maybe that's something that, that I need to do personally and something that the church needs to focus on in this coming year is prayer and fasting. Uh, in seeking that connection and that devotion to God. And so I'd like to see the church pursuing more spiritual disciplines uh, uh, throughout this year. Um, and then tied with that, number three, I'd like to see the church as a whole pursue dedicated Bible study and not just Bible reading, uh, which now there's plenty of churches that don't do a whole lot of Bible reading and, uh, and a lot of individual church members that never crack, they might have 10 Bibles in their home, but they never crack the Bible open. Uh, and so I definitely, I do want to see, you know, more Bible reading uh, as well. But um, I've really, really in seeing and in talking to the members of my church and the different churches that I've been and organizations I've been a part of, I've seen a severe lack of biblical, just basic Bible understanding uh, of how to read your Bible, how to study your Bible, um, you know, even not even knowing basic stories of the Bible, like David and Goliath, or you know, knowing the Ark and the Flood, and 
Um, and just, you know, you, you mention these stories sometimes in passing and people are like, huh, what, what is that? And, uh, you know, it, it's still, it's still, even after seeing it so many times, I'm still shocked by that. Like, how do you not know these basic things? I mean, even, even someone that didn't grow up in the church should know some of these stories, but I mean, you've got people that, that grew up in the church that don't even know these things. And so, um, but most people, most members of the church don't know how to actually do dedicated Bible study. Uh, and as I mentioned, that's one of the things I want to do through this podcast is to show you how to study your Bible effectively and how to make it work for you. Uh, to be able to better understand it, first of all, but then even more importantly, how to apply it to our life in an accurate and, and orthodox and, and uh, you know, the, the accurate way uh, of what it's actually saying, taking what the meaning is and being able to apply it to our life, because that's the most important thing. I mean, Bible study just, you know, to study, you know, what does this term mean or what was the historical context? Well, those are those are fun and interesting things, and I mean, it appeals to me. Um, but ultimately, that's meaningless if you don't do something with it. And so we want to be able to, to learn how to do those things. And I'd like to see the churches and pastors really focusing in on doing more dedicated Bible study through that. Uh, number four, uh, my resolution for this year for the church, I'd love to see uh, uh, more uh, pursuing more relationships outside our inner circles. Uh, and what I mean by that is like we're with all the COVID and all the stuff that we've got going on, we've really sort of tightened our circles. And it's like even even within families, uh, well, I'm not going to go visit my cousins or my brothers and his family because, you know, COVID. And so we, we want to stay, you know, isolated. And so um, I'd love to see us open that up more. And I mean, I understand COVID is a concern and, and um and it's not going away. I mean, we I know we all kind of hoped and had our fingers crossed back in uh, you know, 2020 that like, okay, well, this is going to be done in a few months and then we're not going to have to deal with it. Well, it's, it's not going away. And, and, uh, by all indications, it's not necessarily ever going to go away. It's always going to sort of be there in some form or fashion. And, you know, maybe the, the various vaccines will, will help curb that. And, and it'll just be kind of like the measles or the mumps or something down the road. But, um, you know, despite that, we need to, to start opening those circles back up again to be able to communicate, to be able to relate to, uh, but not just within those kind of things. I'd like to see us opening the churches back up to being open to making friendships and relationships and building relationships outside the church. Um, I know as a pastor, that's actually hard for me and my family because my, my life, my, my work, uh, my passions, my goals, everything revolves around the church. And so it's hard for me to make friends outside the church uh, because it's literally my whole life uh, and, and every circle that I'm involved in. You know, everyone else, they have church and they have their church relationships, but then they go to their secular jobs and they, they have work friends and whatever there. And so um, I don't have that. It's both for me. And so it's hard for me and my family to sort of, you know, associate outside those circles. But I'd like to push myself to make friends outside those circles uh, in order to pursue evangelistic goals with them, to be able to to minister to them, to witness to them, and and to show that we care, and to show what Christ's love and his and that is all about, and so I'd love for us to pursue that. Uh, along those same lines, number five, I would like to see the church, the evangelical church, as it's called, uh, in America, pursue evangelism more efficiently and pursue opportunities. Um, it seems like, I mean, especially in the Southern Baptist Convention of which I'm a part. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on evangelism being one of our chief visions and goals, and it seems like we spend more time talking about other things and dealing with other issues than actually doing evangelism. 
Um, and let's face it, evangelism is hard sometimes, and it's difficult, especially in, in the COVID lockdown era that we're in, um, you know, trying to do those things. But I mean, God provides all those opportunities if we just keep our eyes open to them, and we're actually open to, to doing that, and we actually care enough about the souls and the lives of people that we would actually do that. And so I would love to see the church as a whole become much more mission-minded, much more uh, focused on the goal for which the church was put on this earth, which is to evangelize and tell the gospel to every person we meet. And so I'd love to see that become more of a priority in all of our churches in the coming year. Um, congruent to that as well, number six, I'd love to see the churches pursue genuine community uh, within the church. And uh, I've noticed this, at least in, in some of the churches I've pastored, and, and I know from other pastors that I've talked to, this is, this is a common sort of issue. Um, it seems like, I mean, you, you read in the New Testament, you read in the book of Acts, how that, how that first early church really lived in community. I mean, literally lived in community with one another and had all things in common and sort of, you know, took care of each other and were, were it was a real family uh, environment. And, um, and I guess it's probably just part of our culture. It's hard for us to do that sort of thing. But really, church seems to be more about individual families that just sort of come and hang out for an hour on Sunday morning with one another. And then we go back to our individual lives, and we don't really have any contact or, or uh, you know, community outside that, that hour or two that we spend at church on Sunday mornings. And so I would really love to see us be more involved actively in building relationships and community with one another within the church and becoming an actual Christian family that we can rely on, uh, that we know they've got our back and that we can trust to, to be able to, you know, share our fears and our struggles with and not, you know, fear any sort of reproach or shame or, or embarrassment about it, uh, but to be able to share those things with one another and, and to strengthen one another as we are supposed to. And as part of the, the church's commission, it was, was, put on the earth for. And so, um, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, we should be able to encourage and strengthen and edify and build up one another. Um, and uh, I see too many churches tearing each other down instead of building each other up. And so I would like to see that being pursued. Uh, number seven, I would really like the church as a whole, and I'm talking about individual communities and even actual churches pursuing wholesome speech. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that you know, let our speech be seasoned with salt and let no unwholesome talk come out of our mouth. Um, there is way, way, way too much foul language. Well, just be honest, there's too much foul language coming from the mouths of church members um, in private and in public. Um, and there's too much hate speech and too much angry words and, and things that are just not Christian witness at all being spouted. And I particularly want to address the issues of Facebook and social media um, and how, as it relates right now, and I'll give you the perfect example. Um, there's a, a, a fun little chant that's been going around for, for quite a while now saying, let's go Brandon. Uh, which is a very, very, which is a euphemism, really, a, a substitute for a very vulgar phrase about basically to to Hades with uh, Joe Biden in a much you know worse way. Um, and uh, <laughs> I have heard church members jokingly talk about this. I've seen it posted on Facebook from church members. I have seen videos of actual church services where the congregation is chanting this. 
Now, we're, you know, we can put aside the whole political issues, whether I don't care if the, the person that they're chanting about is Hitler. That is not the kind of language and the kind of message that we as a church want to be sending to anyone, let alone unbelievers, who look at us and say, yeah, that, that's what the church is about. Oh my goodness, guys, why? Why are we even having to have this conversation? Why are we so stupid that we think that this is an okay thing to say and do? It blows my mind. So yeah, I would like to see us talking in wholesome, edifying ways, especially on social media, to people that we don't even know. Let our witness on Facebook be even more so uh, wholesome than it is in real life, in person. Um, you know, let every word that we type, let everything that we say not be words of division, not be words of anger and hatred and bitterness, but let them be wonderful, joyful, edifying, building up wholesome, you know, words of life that we are called to give. And pastors, I'm talking to some of you guys, pastors, watch what you're posting on Facebook. Some of you might just need to stay off of Facebook. Just a thought. And that's gonna tie into the last one I wanna talk about, number eight. I would really love to see for the church for 2022 is to pursue changing hearts, not government. Um, I, I feel like, and I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, I feel like um, the church, particularly the Southern Baptist Church, evangelist, uh, the evangelical church has spent way too much time and effort on Republican versus Democrat, you know, trying to, to elect certain officials, stump speeching and, and you know, uh, you know, politicking for certain officials, trying to get someone in here, trying to get certain laws changed, trying to, you know, that's not how it works, guys. That's not our calling. Our calling is not to overthrow the government and change the government. We're not here on this earth to establish a secular Christian government in the United States of America. That's not why we're here. We are here to present the gospel to people, to bring life to the lifeless, to, to speak new life into dead bones, to change hearts. And until you change hearts, you're not going to be able to change the government because the government reflects what are in the hearts of Americans. What we have in government is not some conspiracy. It's not some, you know, some great uh, you know, spiritual battle even that's going on. What we have in government is a reflection of the hearts of the people. And until you change the hearts of the American people, you're not going to be able to change any effective law or official in the government. So let's focus on doing what matters, not politicking or, or you know, beating the, the you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, beat the sump for, you know, for Trump or for Biden or for anybody else. Let's stop with the politicking and focus on evangelism and changing hearts and lives. And that is what's going to change the world, not just America, but the world, because it's the world that God is concerned with, not just the United States of America. That's a whole other issue. So those are my resolutions for 2022. I really hope that I could see some of these things taking place in the general church in the United States of America. Um, I would love to, to see us be a much more effective witness, um, much more effective um, ambassadors 
for the kingdom of God and, and what we're saying and what we're doing and how we're acting and behaving with one another. And so, um, as I said, next week we'll talk a little bit more about how to study your Bible effectively as we're getting prepared to, to start doing that Bible study in the book of Ephesians. So hope you had a good new year, and I hope you're looking forward to everything that's going on, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one.